Nanyanseo, this is Pastor Tanyula, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. It has been a whirlwind of things going on. And in my heart of hearts, it's this type of just, I mean, it's it's so much, uh, how can I say this? We are in the word of God every day. You are seeing things that most of the time people don't even sit there and starting to recognize or even accept. We have so much of right is wrong and wrong is right. We have so many different people sitting here and saying that God is not the God of who we supposed to be for the United States. It has become such a political standoff as far as having to sit here and see from afar how God is judging and also being able to sit here. And my heart and my mind is racing every day about what's going on and how we as United States or whether around the world as believers in God, because I'm a believer first, amen, that we have to be able to sit here and we see what's going on. We see people are mocking God to our faces. We see uh, political candidates awesomely and eternally sitting here and confessing what they have done and then smiling about it in front of our faces in front of the camera. I mean, it has become the audacity of the ones that are not believers to do this. While the ones that have called them so-called believers, I am praying, you know, that we have an understanding because so much more is coming for, you know, us as believers. So many different things are coming and it will give so many people hearts and minds to faint on today. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, we have to say enough is enough and we have to in a spiritual warfare as well as soon to come a natural warfare is that we have to sit here and we have to stand our ground. And when you see that there is wrong, you have to say something. You're not judging the person. You are sitting up here and you are sitting here and making a decision, making, and I'm sorry to tell you, but if God lets us know what's going on, we should sit there as a brother and sister and go to them and tell them what's wrong and what's going on and for them to correct it. And now more than ever, oh, you should not judge, but we should sit there and make a righteous decision on what is your fruit and how you are in the midst of us. And honestly, there have been so many people in the secular as well as in the church that are pretty much exposing themselves, pretty much telling you what's going on and who God they serve. So I'm listening very tentatively to every one of them so that I can be able to go accordingly.
Not to tiptoe around it, but to sit there and say, God, do I listen to this person that is a gospel artist or do I not? Do I sit there honestly? And since the veils are coming off, we need to realize and recognize that God is doing this for this reason, for this time and this season is that God is sitting here and pronouncing a righteous judgment against the United States of America. Y'all don't hear me though. See, this was so hard for me to have to put this out, but I got to put it out anyway. I have to put it out to the point where we need to understand that we still have hope in God. We still have our faith in God. We still have our, our whole entire being in God. And he is the ultimate Elohim El Shaddai El Rafa. He hasn't changed and we shouldn't change our perspective because someone else said something. Or, or because someone else sat there and said, you know what, you need to get here, or do that or do here. And you're going to come to that time where now you're starting to see a whole lot of different things going on. But what did God's word say? What did his whole entire being tell us for the believers? And, and we are not, uh, we should not be neglecting our whole entire soul. We should not be neglecting what we need to teach our children, what we need to be able to listen to for us. And we should be able to open up our Bibles. We should be able to fast and pray. We should be able to, because there is a time that's coming that no man can sit there and say they did not know unless they were reading their word, unless they weren't sitting here and being educated on it. So to me, I have to sit here, whether I want to or not have to sit there and keep going and knowing who God is. Oh, prophet is pastor. What are you saying? See, as you can see, the the determination or the desolation of what's going on right now. As a believer, my heart grieves. My mind is not comfortable. I don't get a lot of sleep because I know what's going on. And even though I'm here in South Korea, I see and I hear and I feel the tremors. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, it's not far-fetched of what I see and I hear that it doesn't sit here and it doesn't go and it doesn't bother me. I can have a happy moment, but then I would go back and I would see things or just glimpses of what's going on and it would still hurt and, and the pain. Do you know it's going to be pain because of so many people? are being exposed this season and it hurts the body of Christ because for me, God showed me in 2019 what was going to happen and it's hard. It is a hard pill to swallow when you see things like God has already set there in motion and you witness it full frontal in your face and it's a widescreen TV. And it's a hard 
pill to swallow when you have the water in front of you and you have the pill that is huge that you know it has to be going down into your throat. And that's what God as a prophet is. God is sending me words and sending me this and sending me that. And then I have to sit there and I have to break it apart. And I have to sit here and give it back to you, the people. This this message is not easy for me. But you know what? I'm going to do it anyway because I have to be obedient to God. It's not emotionalism. It's not something that, you know, may be popular. But these are the things that we as a body of Christ need to talk about and, ag- and address immediately. These are the things that we need to sit there and tell ourselves, is this something important? Is this something expedient to us? And we need to be able to sit there and know that God is all planned, is all planned out because he was in the beginning. He is in the middle and he is going to be in the end. Amen. So to say this, my heart and my mind and my whole entire being, it hurts because some of these gospel artists, some of these people that you have been able to grow up with, I have been growing up with and knowing the establishment of what it is to be called a Christian, a believer. A lot of them have went away from God. A lot of them have sat there or either shut their mouths to the sin that's been going on. And now a lot of them are starting to come back and sit there and say, you know what? This is not what God has ordained. Only until even actors, actresses, all these different people up until the time that they have gotten of age and they have made the financial monetary funds. Y'all don't hear me though. See, God said to preach the word in season and out of season. So I don't give them a hall pass. I don't give them a pass on sitting here and developing their monetary funds and then neglecting what God has already said for the church to be to speak up about unholiness, to speak up about abortion, to speak up about having homosexuality and all these different elements going on in the body of Christ. Even to the point now, we are starting to see a whole different generation coming out and not doing what God says do. The rebellious, the lustful, you're starting to see the disobedience. You're starting to see so many different things going on in the body of Christ towards the next generation. Some of us have been shamed as children. Now we don't want to even go into the word of God and we don't even want to go and be in the church. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Y'all don't hear me though. See, this is something that's critical now. See, some people sat there and said, oh, you know, I raised my children in church. But did you did you raise them? Did you go home and take care of them? Did you sit there and give them the word of God? Did you did you sit there and teach them how to be a man or woman of God instead of the pastor? You just sitting here and letting the pastor do all the work or uh, see up here the pastor's wife to be able to minister or either the teachers that were in the church. 
See, that's the thing is that when you start realizing, cause I'm, I, I have a whole lot on this. Trust me. It, I grew up in a church that was not of God. And then having to see what's going on, the exposure, the lies, the fornication, the adultery going on, the so many different things going on. And even then, you know, having us to be shamed or exposed during that time and then sitting there and saying, well, you know, it was the church that sat there and egged me on to be able to sin. See, these are the elements that some people were talking about. And then at the same exact time, you have, you know, pastors, prophets, you know, deacons, deaconesses, uh, ushers, and all these different people were, uh, exposing and, and tainting the word of God and then not living up to what God has already told them to do, but yet and still, and even the ones that are, you know, the bishops and giving these people all these different titles, but weren't living it up to the expectations of what God said. I, see, the reason why I say God is because I don't believe that they should have been living for man. They should have been living for him. And then at the same exact time, they had young children getting exposed to child uh, rapes and uh, having, you know, grown adults sitting here and having, you know, children, uh, sex with children. Oh, I'm going to put it out there. Y'all, you don't understand some of the things that I had to go through and even some of the sin that I did. And even though my sin was no greater than them, my sin was my sin and their sin was their sin. But see, that's the thing is that I had to learn that every time that we sin, it is, a a a, a whole lot of dread, a whole lot of shame that comes with that sin. And see, I trusted the wrong people. I, I trusted the wrong person. And then at the same exact time, once you start getting out of there, out of that situation, out of the consequences of what's going on, do you understand that so many people will mock you, tear you down and say, oh, I'm just waiting for your downfall. Y'all don't hear me though. See, that's the difference between uh, the the real believers and the ones that want to sit here and do what do what God says doing for the ones that don't want to do what God says do. See, that's the difference. Is that it's gonna come back around of what you've been doing. We all will be judged. We all will be sitting here before the throne, and all of us will have to give an account to that. But also at the same exact time, man, pastor, you haven't even gotten into word yet. No, because I want to tell you what I've been sitting here and I've been looking at, but also at the same exact time, I have to change or redirect my shift and my focus. It's not about how much I'm making. It's not about how much of this or that I have to build in this seed. That's what God told me to do. It's not about monetary funds. It's about me having to not just survive, but be able to do my ministry. It's, it's something about knowing where you have to focus yourself on and do what God says do. Because a lot of people look at me and a lot of people look at you as a believer. 
and they are looking for your weaknesses. They are looking for your strengths. They are looking, they are lurking and looking to see when you fall. And yes, I have had my fall moments and I've been utterly, you know, destroyed, but then God sits there and he repairs me and then he brings me back to life. Y'all don't hear me though. See, that's the difference between a believer and a non-believer is that, do you understand is that when you're not a believer of God, you're not living for God, that you have to pay the person back that gave you all of the fame, the glitz, the glamour, and the glory. And the ones that have been faking it as a, a believer, the ones that have sold their souls to money and to greed and made all of that, all that sin, all of that is Satan. And you're starting to see the after effects, the aftershock. Do you think I'm pleased with what's going on in the body of Christ? Absolutely not. It, it, it hurts me. It vexes me as a believer because a lot of the, a lot of these people that I knew as when I was growing up was a foundation for a lot of us, for the church to go by, to talk to, to sit there and be able to be encouraged and, and know who God is. And now more than ever, you're starting to see what's going on in the church and whether or not people are getting judged or not, you're starting to see the after effects of what they've been doing. Didn't I say that we need to be careful in 2024 of what we say and we need to be as the body of Christ ever so careful because God is judging. And when God is judging, it's like we're taking a test. And when the teacher says you need to be able to have your instructions and then next thing you know, they go quiet and you go writing on your paper, you're not supposed to stop until you're done with that test. Now you're starting to see a whole lot of the ones that were not doing what God says do that were not being the ambassadors that were not being the high priests that God told them to be that had false prophets, false teachers, false pastors, false teachers, false ministers, apostles, prophets, prophetesses, everybody that is not of God. Do you see now more than ever? God is judging and God is telling the whole entire nation of the United States. My judgment is starting with the house of God. That is what my topic is. You're starting to see the whole entire after effects, the tremors of do you understand that when you're bricklaying and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, let me, let me use this analogy. Thank you. Holy ghost is that when we are bricklaying, you need to make sure that the concrete that you are putting the bricks and laying them flat and making sure they are at a certain angle is instructed in all that you have done when you are doing with bricks and and the and the mixture that they have to have in order for this house to be solid. Now, when you start seeing after a while of years, 
over a period of years, you start to see cracks into the foundation. Do you understand those cracks are bringing the elements of the outside inside? What are you saying, pastor? What I'm saying is that the body of Christ have had so many cracks in it. And people are failing to sit there and see the cracks and notice the cracks, but not sit there and do anything about the cracks. Y'all don't hear me though. Let me, let me, let me break it down a little bit more. Do you understand that if, for instance, I have plants downstairs, I love a live, uh, and I've had those when Big Mama, which is my grandmother and my, and my grandfather, they would have plants in the house or they would say, hey, go water this or that um, and say, you know what, please make sure that you keep water at a certain this or put this to this plant because it, it, it gives it nourishment and it gives it growth. And because of the state that I came from, and it's always been luscious and you can be able to go on the grass and just smell the grass after a good uh, morning rain. I love a, a, a plant that is not dead. I don't like fake things. I, I like them so that they're lush and, you know, they're beautiful. Now, when I don't water my plants or I, I neglect my, my plants or my children neglect to, to water them for me, do you understand that that plant will, after a couple of weeks, depending on how fast it, it, it grows and then it'll shrink back, do you understand I had a mint plant and it's at the bottom and it was starting to die. And this was like my fifth mint plan. And I was so disgusted. And pastor, why are we talking about this? Listen, let me tell you something. Uh, I, I had to have, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me this analogy. And I would, you know, I was so disgusted and I was so hurt that my plant, you know, after the fifth time I had to throw it out. But then I went in you know, I was talking to my husband and he said, Hey, go and research what it is to have a, a mint plant to grow. And it just so happened that I was looking on, uh, I was looking on Facebook and I was also, you know, researching, but I looked it up on Facebook and this man was saying, you have so many different, uh, resources towards a banana that you don't realize you can use it for your face. You can, you can use it for different, you know, amenities. But what really struck me and really struck me because I have it, my foundation in it. And I love that God showed me this is that I would put the whole banana peels into the mint and let it, you know, sit with it. And because of the minerals that came out of the skin of the banana, do you know that my mint has become so full blown that you see very, you see little signs because I had to be able to cut away at the dead ends that was already dead, but it came back in full bloom. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all, man, what do you mean prophetess? I mean, when you read this word of God, after not watering yourself, not being able to take care of your spiritual man as much as you do your natural man, it 
is thirsty. It is thriving. It is, it is, it is, uh, actually very, very anxious to read the word of God. It is very anxious to read the word of God after so many days or, or months, or even, uh, as a new believer, sometimes we don't, we don't get into the word of God. And even the ones that have been with God for years, we don't get into the word like we used to. We don't make it a priority like we used to. All oh, y'all don't hear me though. Let me, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Now, why did you say that pastor? Because for us, because of how the word comes in and we don't even know, some people don't even, this is a living for me, it's a life situation. The word of God is a living entity because every time that we say that God's word will not turn, return to him void, that every time we speak the word of God out into the atmosphere that God sits there and he hears or he sees what's going on and he sees that his word is not being returned void. Every time that I am on this podcast and every time that I'm speaking the word of God, it never comes back to him void because it's going out to you and to everyone. And I say this with sincerity, tell everyone about this podcast because I want to give the word of God, not for myself, but because I want to give it to you so that you start growing, you start planting, you start maturing, you start growing so that you can see the harvest and you can see the harvest in the souls that you touch and the people that you know and the way that you talk and that that you live your life out because that's what we're going to need. We're going to need in this time in the season because the enemy is still plotting and planning and we're going to need it. We're going to need the word of God every time. And it's not about for me. I recommend getting a hard cover. So many people have apps, but yet and still they're not even living the apps. They're not even talking to apps. They're not even sitting up here and giving their children the whole entire word of God. But yet and still they want to sit here. Y'all don't hear me. See, there's a difference between, yes, I don't have my Bible available, but then at the same time, guess what? I'm starting to see, I need to teach, I need to keep this. I need to keep my word around me. Do you know in China, they are starting to alter the word of God in order to conform to what they want the people to know. Do you understand why we are still free? And doing what God said, we need to do what God says. And man, pastor, you haven't even, I'm getting to this, but I'm trying to give you a basis of what we as believers should be doing. We should be watering ourselves. We should be nourishing ourselves so that we can bloom and be the plant that God needs in order for us to be able to nourish someone else. We should be sitting here with the word as soon as we are taint, we're we're taking it and eating from it. And then we have to live it in order for us to give it out to someone else. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I have to sit here, read my word, and then give it out and live it. First, put it into my whole entire spiritual man, the word of God, apply it to my life, and then go 
and make it sure that it's in my whole entire soul, my mind, my body, and then give it out. No, 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 pastor. No. What you need to do first is go and symbolically eat the word of God, which is read it, apply it to yourself, apply it to your family, apply it to your life. And then when someone else sees you like that um, mint plant and they want to take and partake of you, they can symbolically now. And then when they sit there and they take that part of the word of God from you, that's planting a seed to someone else. Y'all don't hear me, man, pastor. Why you, the reason why I'm saying this is because we as a nation, as a people of believers, we need to go back to what God has already ordained in this word that is doing what we know is right. Calling right is right and wrong is wrong. Not, not the opposite. See, the little things that we do in in the body of Christ, it echoes, it echoes so much. And for the ones that sit here and say, well, you know what, pastor, I mean, this is going on, that is going on, but are you listening and looking at the word of God? I, I know what's going on. We all see what's going on. But also at the same exact time, we need to be on our hands and our knees and praying to God and telling him, this is how I know it's going on. I I know that you are soon to come, God. So I'm asking you to prepare my heart and my mind as I prepare with my children, my husband, and just to know what God needs for me to do next. What is my next move, God? If God says, hey, you are an evangelist, go out and preach, go preach. If God said, and I'm being honest, it is getting dangerous because people, and it's not the person. Let me, let me go ahead and say that it's the spirit or the person that they are serving. It's not even a person. It's a, it's a, it's a Satan. That's pretty simply put because they don't want to hear the word of God anymore. They got itching ears and their hearts and their minds and their souls are seared with a hot iron and their conscience is gone. And I'm starting to see that a whole lot more that when we start speaking up and doing what God says to do, so many people want to take someone's life because they're speaking up and doing what God says do. Y'all don't hear me though. See, these things are coming and these things are already here in our midst. These are the things that we should be paying attention to. Yes, you know, I've seen the one with Miami and I'm telling you, those are demons. There are the things that people don't want to talk about, don't want to discuss. And they're releasing things in the air. Just to make it into this system that we will die. A lot of things that were going on and, and our, and our whole entire situation of what's going on with the United States. I have my own way of, of talking about and discussing it. And I have my own opinion of these different things. And also at the same exact time, God has been sitting here and talking to me about it and it, This is right now that will be for my next podcast, but I just want to let you know, I see, I hear, but also at the same exact time, 
I tell and I say, we need to be on our hands and our knees because do you understand that in the days of Noah, there were things that were present, both good and bad that were existing. People were getting married and being too, too, to marriage. And also at the same exact time, they were getting pregnant, having children. I mean, the, their lifestyle and everything else was still going on, but also at the same exact time, sin increased. Let me say that one more time. Sin is going to increase expeditionary. It's going to be going so, so like quick. Like in the blink of an eye, you're going to start seeing children disobey their parents. You're going to start seeing, you know, you already starting to see families being torn apart, mother killing their children and children killing their mothers and their fathers. And you're start anger. I mean, you see this. So, I mean, this is very, very blatant in your face that, you know, you need to understand that. Every time you get angry, you need to sin not because as you see, you starting to see so many young people are getting angry over certain things or, 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 or certain, certain people and the whole entire anger, anger comes out and then the enemy is able to control them. And it's, it's not even a righteous anger. It's an anger where you're thinking you're so self self-righteous. So, um, I need to get back with this person immediately. You need to be able to sit there and calm down and find where God is because it is becoming more like a Cain and Abel issue. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back and man, pastor, well, the other person wasn't not guilty, but I'm telling you people are starting to shed blood over their anger, over the way that they have been able to be taught. They don't have any more of God sitting there and you're not sitting there and listening to the Holy Spirit. You're sitting there listening to yourself. And because their lives have been turned over to the enemy, And because they're no longer covered, no longer with God, do you understand all of these different things can come into your life because you have been sitting over and given over to the enemy, man. What do you mean? Okay. For instance, uh, you know how you can have a parent that is abusive and then that child, then they have a child. Do you understand that because of generational curses and because the enemy can have demons to be able to stay with stay with the bloodline and have you to have a abusive spirit, just like your parents, even though you have tried and kept trying not to be like that, either you will, you will stop it with you, denounce it, turn away from it, or it will carry on to your children or your next generation. So we have to be consciously aware of what's going on. Man, that's a lot, but I'm just telling you, I see, I see it's a lot. It's a lot of different things that are coming out because this is the time for the church to be exposed. This is what God has ordained. So now we have to sit there and we need to make sure we're not a part of it. We need to be on 
our hands and knees and saying, God, if this is it to be so, Lord, I'm asking you to be able to keep me in your perfect will, not your permissive will, but your perfect will. Keep my heart and my mind clean. Let me forgive. Let me be able to sit there and not, you know, not sit here and dwell on anything else. Let me be able to sit there and know who you are. Let me be able to sit here and know what's going on in my nation so that I can be able to tell other people about you and be able to know who you are. Yes, we are living in a time where people are sitting here and they are telling you not to judge, not to, you know, God is love. Let me sit here and tell you all 66 books. Yes, God is love, but also it says it in the word. That's the first thing it says for us as believers. And people need to understand that God is a jealous God. God is a wrathful God. Jesus turned over tables. Jesus sat there and slandered these people, right? No, he did not slander. He sat there and he told them what they are, truly who they are. He sat there and said, you vipers. He, he sat there and he told the Sadducees and the Pharisees what they truly were to their faces. And, oh, wait a minute, pastor. But, you know, Jesus hung around the people that were a tax collector and all these different assets and facets of the world. But do you understand that even though he hung out with these people, they were there, his disciples, they did not sit there and, you know, make the impact. He made the impact on them. He exposed them to who God is. He sat there and he picked all of them from where they came from and all of their sin. And even though he knew everything about them, he still called them his sons and his daughters. Y'all don't hear me though. See, that's the thing. They want to pick apart one scripture and say, this is what it is. But you haven't even read the whole entire book. You haven't even read the cover to cover Genesis to Revelation. Y'all haven't read it. So you can't tell me. And let me, let me correct myself. It's the ones that sit here and say, well, you know, I, I, you know, God said this or that. No, if God did not say it out of his word and you are listening to these people, you need to come out of that church. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. If they're not preaching what God has said in the Bible and they don't have biblical principles to back it up, you need to be sitting there and asking God, am I supposed to be in this church? Why am I in this church? Is it because of me or is it because I need to be able to have to be the example that God called me to be? Every time you need to be asking God, is it my time to leave this uh, church or do I need to be able to sit here and stay or remain in this church? Let me tell you something. I've seen it and I've experienced it myself where I can stay in a church and I was the light in the church. And when I left the church, that light in the church, it may have the church have kept going, but 
you can see that the light has, has not even had is non-existent anymore because you left the church. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It's not you. It's the Christ that dwells in you. It's the anointing that is on you that destroys the yoke that people don't understand and don't like and hate because they don't understand. They see when you are of God, you have been able to sit here and know who God is and that destroys what the enemy knows. See, that's the thing is that we as the body of Christ, we need to get back into what God is saying and we need to get into the way that God has been talking because he's been talking a whole lot louder lately. Hmm. God's word is always talking. God is always speaking, but we don't want to listen. A lot of us don't want to listen at all. So with that being said, please get your Bibles. Please make sure that you have a piece of paper or a pen or, you know, highlight or what have you in order for you to get into this word. I say this every time because we as a body of Christ, we may forget some things or we have to sit there and we have to uh, be able to sit there and say, God or the Holy Spirit, bring this back to my remembrance. And to be honest, God has to bring a lot of things back to my remembrance. So now I have to sit here and I have to be able to, to, to start um, jotting things down. Amen. Now I'm going to come from Amos, the book of Amos, and we're going into the third chapter. But I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to also come from the fourth chapter of Amos. Why are you pastor saying these things? Because I don't want you to get, and even me, like I said, if I'm not living right, if I'm not, you don't feel as though God is speaking or through me, or, or I'm not living the way that I'm supposed to be living. Then you need to sit there. And honestly, you need to have a righteous judgment because in this time, in this season, you need to stop listening to all these different pastors, prophets, teachers, preachers, but you have to listen to God. His voice is more important than everyone else. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It's not even me. I want Christ to shine and speak through me. I want the Holy Ghost to be able to tell me what God is telling me in, in this time and this season, because I don't want to miss out on what God has gotten for the people of God. I don't want to sit here and give you misinformation and not speak from what God is saying in this time and this season, because we are going to miss it. Do you understand? We, we are, we are going to be seeing things that, you know, people realize and don't understand is that, you know, we have a lot going on, but we need to stay focused in what God is telling us to prepare us because there is such a thing as a huge, huge monumental caption that is coming. What do you mean, pastor? This world is not my home and it should not be for you also. And I'm going to say it like I mean it. The enemy has something coming that is huge and is going to take out multiple people's lives. And we need to be prepared and ready for that. We need to be prepared and ready to see God. We need to be able to sit there and know in our heart of hearts and our minds that we have to make heaven our home. 
And if you have not made that, you need to go to Romans 10, 9 through 13 and talk to God about everything that's going on, whether it's addiction, fornication, uh, uh, all these different sins that homosexuality, all of that, lying, cheating, all of that. Start sitting there and having an honest conversation with God. Because I'm telling you, once you start doing that and start, that is just a starting point. You're going to have problems. We all are going to have problems. But we need to start realizing that God, he is the one that's going to sustain you, take care of you. And he's going to be the one that gives you everything that you need. Amen. Now going into the book of Amos, the third chapter, hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel. Listen up, everyone, please hear what God is saying. Let me go back. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family, which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, verse two, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. All y'all don't hear, ooh, Lord, out the gate, out the gate. I know that's not in the word, but yes, God is... I mean, he is blunt. Amen. Verse three, can two walk together except they be agreed? Mm. Think about that. Let that marinate. Can a person that is a believer go and go out with an unbeliever? Can they, they, them, those two people be together? Verse four, will a, will a lion roar in the forest when he has no play? Let me say that one more time. Verse four, will a lion roar in the forest when he haveth no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he has taken nothing? Verse five, can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is for him? Verse, shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? Verse six, shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Come on now. Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord have not done it? Verse seven, truly the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Oh, thank you, Lord. Verse eight, the lion haveth roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? Verse 9. Published in the palace at Ashdod and in the palaces in the land of Egypt. And say, assemble yourselves upon the mountains of Surah. And behold the great Turus in the midst thereof. And the opposed in the midst thereof. Verse 10. For they know not to do right, says, saith the Lord, who stored up violence and robbery in their palaces. Let me stop right there. And some of you may be thinking, well, pastor, we're not Israel. But if you really think about what's going on and the whole entire 
scripture of the third chapter of Amos, do you not understand that when you become of God, you no longer are with the enemy's camp? Let me say that one more time for people in the back. We are having a alliance. We're the only ones the United States have been founded by God. And we are second to Jerusalem. We are second to Israel. We are second to his chosen people. And since we have been adopted into God's family now, did they not say that we are of his people and we have become his sons and his daughters by coming in and confessing and believing that Jesus has died for our sins and accepting him into our lives and then having God to have us into his family, we are now accepted into his royal priesthood, his family. Now we are his sons and daughters. And you see the symmetry when God is talking to Israel. Is it not us today? Is it not what we are going through? Is it not, have you not seen the lies that's been going on in the United States? Have you not seen the corruption that's going on in the United States? Have you not seen where people are taking uh, situations and saying it is right to do this when actually it is wrong to do it? We are becoming more like Sodom and Gomorrah every day. No, y'all don't hear me though. Man, pastor. No, no. Let me keep reading. Now. Let's go to the 11th verse. Amen. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, an adversary, there shall be even around about the land. Hmm. Let me read that one more time. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, an adversity, there shall be even round about the land, and he shall bring down thy strength from thee. And thy palaces shall be spoiled. Do you understand what God is saying to the people? What is saying to the United States? What is saying to the believers? That you see the adversities that is going on. You see the whole entire. And I keep telling my husband that. Do you understand how did Rome fall? How, you know, with the structures and, you know, it was so big. And do you understand that because of their mindset? And I honestly told him this is that the mindset of them is that their whole entire political and also their spiritual, because in Rome, you had so many demigods, you had so many this and that you, you worship all these different, you know, pagan gods. And then you had the highest love was a man and a man and not a man and a woman. Y'all don't hear me though. I'm, I'm, I'm just shooting to you straight because that's what the word of God is. It's a straight, it, it doesn't give you any, um, how can I say this? It, it, it's, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a two edged sword. It's supposed to be able to cut you do operating surgery and then sit you back up and let you know what's going on. Amen. So this is what was going on in Rome. And do you understand that some, that it wasn't just between uh, a man and a man, but also it was also, you know, the relationship that was hidden in the secret places that were not appropriate to God had also, um, young, younger, um, males also. So I'm just going to put that out there. 
And also at the same exact time, do you understand that the corruption, that the, you know, that the drinking and, and, and the, uh, uh, putting people to death that, you know, having putting Christians to death and using us, using their bodies as candlesticks at that time. And, you know, having to, I don't care what no one says, but also, and when you go into seeing that you have all of these coliseums, do you understand that they will put tigers and lions and bears and, you know, sharks and fill all those things up and they would sit there and they would sit there and kill Christians in tournaments and different things and do it for sport. You don't understand the magnitude of how Rome sat there and became so great, but yet and still their whole entire spiritual and natural system was so corrupt that do you understand that you saw that they had a leader and it was Nero, their emperor, and he was gone crazy. Does that sound like something that you know now? Should I say something else? No, let me go ahead and go on because do you understand this? It's coming to a point. It's coming to a head. And see, somebody already said that they were already pulling the strings and that one was a puppet. And then the other person was already orchestrating everything. We just didn't see it. Or so some of us that were of God saw it all along. It just was confirmation of what was going on at school in the house. Woo, glory. Y'all don't understand. This is spiritual warfare. And do you understand that the enemy had to sit there and tell us what was going on? It, they cannot be, they're under God's law. So they, the universal law. So they had to tell us what was going on. Amen. Let me keep going. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 12. Thus saith the Lord, as the shepherd taketh out the mouth of the lion, two legs or a piece of an ear. So shall the children of Israel be taken out. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. United States of America. This is what God is saying to the people, to the believers. We need to wake up. So shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwelleth in Smyrna, in the corner of a bed, and in Damascus, in a couch. Verse 13. Hear ye and testify in the house of Jacob, saith the Lord God, the God of hosts. 14 verse that in that in the day that I shall visit the transgressions of Israel upon him, I will also visit the altars of Bethal and the horns of the altar shall be cut off. Y'all. Okay. 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 Come on. What do you mean? Pastor? Why, why you stop? Because this is very important. You need to listen, listen very well. It says the 13th verse hear ye and testify in the house of Jacob. House of Jacob is in God's house. Amen. Say of the Lord God, the God of hosts, 14th verse, that in the day that I shall visit the transgressions of Israel upon him, I will also visit the altars of Bethal and the horns of the altar shall be cut off and fall to the ground. Oh God. Do you understand that's God's judgment? Do you understand that God is sitting here and being able to close churches and exposing the pastors, prophets, teachers, whoever their title is, because the title don't make you. It's what God has anointed you to be. 
And if you're fake, God is showing that too. And if you're real, God is showing that too. But you need to sit there and understand that there has been a line drawn already. Whether you are of God or you are of Satan, God is exposing the ones that have been sitting here and not doing what they said that God has already told you to do. You have been getting exposed right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Exposure has started and woe unto them that have sat here and played with God. See, a lot of times you have been anointed and appointed of God and given you a durable portion, but yet and still you and God sat there and have sent numerous of people to you to repent, repent, simply go away from what you've been doing. But then God sits there and he sees that you have sat there and because you have made a God of Satan and the money and all the fame and all the fortune. And then you starting to see. Then God is sitting here and saying, I have given them time. Now it is time for them to be exposed to what they have been doing and the shame. Oh, the shame shall come upon them. My God, the shame of what they've been doing, the sin they've been doing in God's house, in God's house. Now, if you go back into the scriptures and go into Genesis and go into Exodus and, you know, and Numbers and Leviticus and Deuteronomy, if you go back, you will see a young man and his name is Phineas. And that's not Phineas and Ferb that we know today. But what I'm saying is that he, as my daughter calls him the buff priest, because he was, he was very athletic. But he noticed that there were two individuals that an Israelite had brought a woman into the camp, into the church, more specifically. And they were having in, you know, improper relations with each other and tainting the word of who God is and tainting the whole entire temple and the foundation in which God is supposed to dwell. Do you understand because of this, Phineas came and he took a, a javelin. And I will say this, he took it and he's a spear. And when he threw it, he threw it immediately because of the priest instructing him what to do. And he took it. And I knew that was God's judgment because when he threw it, and when he threw it, it was so accurate that it had to penetrate and it went through the man and the woman while they were in the act. See, that was not of God. See, some of us want to sit here and think that God has not seen them or known what they've been doing and don't want to repent. See, that's the thing is that do you understand God keeps record of everything wrong, good and bad, what we have done and we will be judged for it. So now you need to understand that God's judgment is going to be swift like that javelin and it's going to be accurate like that javelin and because of who God is, y'all are not going to sit here and tell me that God is going to let you get away with it. No, because that's not what God said. He said he is a righteous judgment. He has right. You always say, well, it, you know, you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. Do you understand? I'm trying to get you to a point 
where you need to look at yourself and, and start realizing where you're lacking. Because if you don't, by the time that you get to God, that's final. You, you ain't going to be able to have, well, pastor said this and all this other stuff. You can't sit, you can't sit there and tell me, Holy Spirit, y'all don't shake it, that God in all his infinite wisdom is not going to sit there and having taught or called and through numerous of people, numerous of situations and telling you, you need to repent. You need to stop doing what you're doing. You need to turn back to what God is telling you. You need to be able warning after warning after warning. And this is what's going on right now with the body of Christ. God has been sending out his warning and no one is willing to listen. Now God is going to bring his judgment. Do you see how many times that you have the waves coming in in California and these waves are massive? And these waves, you know, I was talking to my husband, oh, this comes in quite a lot. And I said, mm-hmm. And he's not knowing that these waves are just a symbol, a significant of example of what's going to happen coming in to this state, a significance of what's going to happen around the world and different places that God has ordained. Y'all don't understand. God is showing you these, di- well, pastor, you know, these earthquakes and all this other stuff. And it's all this. Uh, no, it's the judgment that's coming up upon the whole entire earth for the stuff that's been going on, the sin that's been dwelling within. And now God is about to judge man. Pat, no, you need to understand God ain't skipping over nothing. It's in the word. Do you see that? It, it says it. If you don't sit there and heed the word of God, he's going to cut off the horns of the altar. And that was significant because if you look at the biblical ones, the altar for the priests, they had horns around it to signify the sins that were being sacrificed and the burnt offerings that were sacrificed to God to please God until Jesus came and he became the sacrificial lamb for us. He was able to bear our sins. He was able cause no one else could do it, but he was only one that can do it and did it. And he stepped down through 42 generations from Adam until his time then and there until you see him in Matthew. God has been speaking. God has been showing us, but we don't want to listen. We think we know everything. No, we don't. I don't know everything. And I've been reading this and I've been, I've been doing, I've been doing this all this time of the Bible, researching it, analyzing it, throwing it back up, reading it cover to cover. And I've been doing this since I've been 10 years old and God is still revealing to me different things. The death of who God is and the, the Greek and the um, Hebrew translation. God is speaking. When are we going to listen? When are we going to sit there and say, this is me, God. I need to apply this to my life. Do you understand that the church 
with all of the things that's going on, we need to be looking at towards God and saying, look, we need to hear from you only from you, just from you, God. I mean, even from myself with the gospel artists, when they sat there, so, I mean, I even had, um, heard Fred Hammond talking about a song that I personally, I really did love. And it was pretty much an adulterous song. And I, and my heart hurt. The reason why being, and I was talking to my husband is because do you understand that music, it influences us. It, it gives us life. It gives us substance. You see that even in the womb, a baby can be a uh, still developing, still growing in the womb can respond to certain beats or certain rhythms or certain harmonies. And even Beethoven and Bach and Mozart are van in, in the state of Georgia because before a test, because it opens up your mind to listen and ascertain or record and know what information is. And then you can be able to hear it. And when you hear Bach or Beethoven, you understand you can, you can memorize the whole entire contents of the whole entire test. And they will say, you can't listen to that anymore because it was just that powerful. See, God let people have these type of impacts on us, whether it's secular or gospel, you have to sit there and God is starting to expose. And now more than ever, I'm starting to seek out more of what God is telling me, what I can be able to listen to and what I don't need to listen to. Now, I don't hear me though. And my husband was like, well, you can be able to, no, I'm not going to be able to listen to secular because guess what? That's something that a lot of people don't realize is that those secular artists are not getting it from heaven. They're getting it from hell. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back, man, this is a segue pastor. Yes, it is. But this is very, I need to put this out because it's been in my spirit for a while. We need to watch what we listen to, what we, even if it's uh, music, what we look at. I mean, your, your, your eye gate and your ear gate is huge. So we need to be listening and we need to be looking at what God is telling us not to do. And then at the same exact time, it's just that some of these people, you need to start discerning. And I keep saying that, but you need to have the discernment of the spirit. What does that mean, Pastor? And we went into this is that the Holy Spirit is supposed to be able to guide you into all truths. That means to expose somebody to know if that's of God and if that's not of God. Sometimes I would sit there and I would tell, I would sit there and I would listen to certain people or say something. And then God said, or the rather the Holy Spirit will say, nope, don't even listen to that. And I'm like, wait a minute, but, but wait a minute, hold up. Holy Spirit. I mean, I thought they were, nope, that's not of God. And then later on, when it does come out with what's been going on, I, I sit there and I go back and I say, please forgive me because I thought. They were of God, but then, you know, the Holy Spirit sits there and says, no, that's not what God wanted you to listen to. 
I, I need you to your I need you to be to me, to God. I, I need you to be when when God when God wants you to talk, I, I need you to be set aside. I, I need you to be hidden so that I can hear from God. That's why I don't have a lot of people around me. I don't have a lot of people sitting here and um being my friend because nine times out of ten I see what they've been doing. Let me say that for the people in the back. It's like, how can I say this, Lord? It's like when you know for a fact, and I'm not, I, I am a person just like they are. But it's like you going through uh, customs, let's say this. And then you had something, you like you had like a small little shiny penny on you. And because it's copper and it's because it's a certain type of metal, it beeps up when you go through customs and you're going through that little, you know, uh, you go on security systems and they tell you to come through and you think you pulled everything off. But then, you know, it beeps because you have that little small little uh, penny that you forgot that was on you. Do you understand? That's what the Holy Spirit is about. That's what the sermon is about. You get that little beep, 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 and it gets louder. And then you can't sit there and say, not say anything. Not until God, re- and he tells you also way of being able to introduce the situation, whether it is in your face or it is a calm, resolved conversation like me and you have sometimes, or it is thus says the Lord, this is what you've been doing kind of a thing. And you say, well, pastor, see, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to, you know, I need to be friends with this person or that person or, you know, no, it's, it's to the point now where God is sitting here and telling me, I need you to be by yourself. Cause I need to talk to you. I need your full attention. I, I need you to cut off the TV. I need to talk to you. I, I need you to come and sit with me. I need my time back with you. I miss my time with you. I, I need to talk to you because this is what you need to put out to the people. I don't know if you experienced that, but I've been experienced that a whole lot more lately. I, I mean, once you start getting into God, you start seeing more and more of what God wants you to do. And then you starting to see the whole entire haters and all this other stuff coming out because you want to get into what God's saying. And a lot of them will sit there and scratch the surface, but then they will sit there and try to see what you've been talking about. And they didn't even know that they're taking from your plate because guess what? They don't have nothing on theirs. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, we as people need to understand that God is talking and we need to listen. And then at the same exact time, when I sit there and I, and I, because of what God has said, I would put it out to the people. And then later on, I would hear it echo or like, uh, come back around, um, through someone else. And I would be like, God, that's confirmation from you. And that's, that's, you know, and I don't need that confirmation. I, I, I just know that every time that I put something out that is of God, it comes back. It's like a, it's like a boomerang. It, it goes out. And I don't see it for a while, but then when I see it and then it'll come straight back in through someone else. And that's how the word of God is, especially if it is, if it is of God, it boomerangs, it comes back. And when you least expect it, when you think, man, I I don't know, God, I, I don't see, 
you know, maybe I, I said something wrong. Maybe, you know, what I, I may have, you know, mistaken some things. Then you start seeing the full effect. And I mean, when that boomerang comes back, it, it, it can have big, became a whole lot bigger, a whole lot entangled with things going on. But it's still the same boomerang. It's just whew, the magnitude of it, the trajectory of it. That means how it went out and how it's coming back in. I mean, it's, man, I, I don't know how y'all, whew, I mean, oh man, thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm saying this is to tell you is that as a prophetess, you see things and you got to be able to sit there and you got to know that God has given us hope. What do you mean, pastor? Have hope in God. Have never let your heart faint in God because of what you see. See, as a believer, I had to go back to Jeremiah. I had to go back to when uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and that was in Daniel. I had to go back to Daniel. See, when they were in prison and they were taken away into captivity, into bondage, they did not forget who God was. And we need to start getting into that. We need to adapt that type of mentality that no matter what goes on in our lives, we need to stay in God. And I'm saying this because I want to be able to let y'all know throughout all the judgment that's coming to the house of God, we need to be able to be prepared And if God tells you to pray for these individuals, then you pray for them. But if God reveals to you that they are no longer of him and God says, do not even bid them God speed. You need to be obedient in the season and do not bid them God speed. It is a hard, it's going, it is so hard when you know that God's judgment is coming to the house of God and has already started. Because it is getting to a point now where even pastors are sitting up here and partying, partying, hooping and hollering and putting secular music into God's church instead of sitting here and bringing in the new year with God's people and doing what God says to do. And then sitting here and trying to justify what you've been done. Let me tell you something. Woe unto you. Because you have just sat there and tainted God's house. And you will start seeing a whole lot of churches are closing their their congregation is going somewhere else. And they're closing their churches is because God is no longer, he is tired of it. His presence is no longer there. Have you been to a church and the church is just dead? I'm talking about D-E-A-D. Man, pastor, no, no, I'm, I'm telling you what I know. And, and you see it's dead and, and you see what's going on and you see that the situation is becoming a whole lot wickeder and wickeder and God is no longer in it. You see them praising God, but God does not accept the praise because with their hearts or with their mouths, they're praising God, but their hearts are far away from him. Y'all don't hear me. Ooh. Man, pastor. No, y'all don't hear me though. See, it's a hard pill to swallow when you have to swallow it first. And then you have to give it to the people. Every day that, you know, 
It's been a couple, I mean, three days I've been, whew, I had to sit here and ascertain all of this. I mean, having to sit here and just download all of this into my whole entire perspective of what God is telling me. And I'm telling you, it is hard. It is a hard pill because you don't understand. We as prophet and prophetesses, we see it first and it's a hard pill, but then we have to sit here and we have to say, Lord, we believe in you no matter what. We believe in you. We we believe that you said what you have said. We believe what you have spoken over the people of God. And we believe that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. We believe our finances are going to be able to come into fruition. That our, our financial increases, that the wicked shall not be able to prosper. That the riches of the wicked are laid up for the righteous. We believe. See, that's the thing is that as I am sitting here and giving you the word of God, I still believe that God is going to be able to turn it around for our for our benefit. And sometimes, as a lot of times my uh, grandmother would tell me and my grandfather would tell me, you need to clean out the old to make way for the new. Y'all don't hear me though. See, I was looking at also too, and I went back to Exodus and how the children of Israel were so disrespectful. I mean, so just downright, ooh, raunchy. Can I say that? Yes, I can. They were so downright disrespectful to God. I mean, God gave them manna from heaven. He He gave them milk and honey. He gave them all the things that they, and they still complain. How do you do that? And then at the same exact time, they sit there and blatant to God's face and talking about, well, we should have stayed in Egypt. We, we should have stayed in Egypt. We, we, we had it better in Egypt, but yet and still you were sitting up there making, uh, bricks and laying foundations for Egyptians. You were in the backs of, you were a slave and you were in the back of everything that was going on and, and, and had your young, your, your, your firstborn killed because of the number were increasing and it was more than the Egyptians. That's why the Egyptians sat there and said they, they, they will go ahead. Ramses the first will go ahead and kill the firstborn. Y'all don't, y'all don't hear me though. See, that's the thing is that. The, the disrespect that they gave to God. So God had them to wander through the desert 40, 40 days and 40 nights. And while during that time, the older people that were from Egypt were, were being killed off because of their mindset. Do y'all understand this religious isms, this certain way of thinking about God's house People have tainted God's house. They have sat there, had sex with children, had, you know, pedophiles in the church, knew they were prominent and they were either sons or daughters or what have you in the church, taking children from the parents and then say, oh, this was my child. And they told me they could do this because they think they have that power. Y'all don't hear me though. Let me, oh, y'all don't. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. The things I can say. But guess what? I'm not going to say unless God tells me. 
And I'm going to say this, when you are of God, your approach to everything will be of grace, of love, and also of warning. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. As a prophetess of God, I have to warn you whether you like it or not. Whether you think that, oh, wait a minute, she's trying to be mean. No, I'm not trying to be mean because God is saying, speak out and spare not. You see a lot of prophets or prophets in the Bible would speak and it ain't for you to help your emotions. It ain't about your feelings. It's about what God has spoken into them and they have to get it out the way that God gave it to them. Oh, you just trying to be mean. Nope. Me, me. No, 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 no. See, a lot of times y'all need to go back into the word. Y'all need to be able to analyze the word. Y'all need to dissect it because a lot of the prophets and prophetesses, you did not, you, people would hate to see them coming, hate to see us coming because you knew that the word of God was going to come forth out of them. You knew that God was going to be able to sit there and be symbolically dropped into their spirit of what they've been doing in God and what the people been doing that wasn't of God. Y'all don't hear me though. See, that's the difference between knowing that, oh, well, I could say whatever. No, I can't. Not in this season. You got to do what God says do. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what, how much money. I don't care about finances. Oh, 10,000. Nope. Million. Nope. Mm-mm. My soul is not for sale. Let me say that one more time. My soul isn't for sale. And when I tell you exposure season has came, it is the judgment of God coming upon the church. Best believe it's, it's going to be more coming out. Best believe it's going to be more, you know, uh, secular people sitting up here as well as people that are of the they say of God is coming out and saying, you know what? I should have been, you know doing this with this person. I should have been, you know, doing this and this person. And they got deep regrets for not singing with this person or singing with that person. But yet and still, they still sitting up there. They showing you and telling you who they actually were. They just use the avenue of the gospel to promote whatever they wanted to promote in order for them to get monetary funds. And now they're starting to starting to expose themselves even the more. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back, man, Pat, I'm just saying, I'm just, this is what, do you not see? It says it in the word of God on the 14th verse that in the day that I shall visit the transgressions of Israel upon him, I will also visit the altars of Bethal. And the horns of the altar shall be cut off and fall to the ground. Y'all, okay. Verse 15. Y'all don't want to talk. Y'all don't want to hear it. I will smite the winter house with the summer house. And the houses of ivory shall perish. And the great houses shall have an end, saith the Lord. Do y'all understand what I just read? All of... The houses, which is of God, that were supposed to be of God. Do you understand that God will smite them? That God will take the riches of what we have and leave us destitute because guess what? We were sitting there in the house of God or supposedly, but it wasn't really God's house. Y'all are sitting up here in the den 
of lies and thieves and treachery. And then at the same as that time, the ones that were sitting in the houses that were supposed to be of God, that were supposed to be God's house. I mean, the authentic ones that were supposed to be sitting there and opening up the church and the church is us, not the building. But you doing unsanctimonious things in God's house and you expect for God not to bring in the Phineas, which is me, which is other people and not show you what you've been doing. Or he hasn't sat there and not brought in the season of exposure to these houses because this is God's house. You, you, you cannot sit here and bring in secular music, not sit up here and, and, and get so big and high and mighty that your sins won't be found out that you can't sit here and tell me that God is not going to sit here and he's not going to expose not just the pastor, but everybody that's in the, in the congregation or anyone that is in authority in the house of God, he's not going to expose them that he's not going to sit here and he's not going to expose the ones that are sitting up here talking about a highest love is a man and a man and not what God has ordained, which is a woman and a man. Y'all don't, Oh, y'all don't. Okay. Pass. Mm-mm, nope. Mm-mm. Y'all want to sit here and tell me that God is not exposing the wickedness of the whole entire thing. See, some people can sit here and say it all day, but God is God is talking, God is speaking, and nobody's listening. And for the ones that have been playing church, and you open up a church just for monetary funds, you're starting to see them close, God has spoken. Once you start seeing the ones that have sat there and said, these are supposed to be a house of God and house of prayer and all of these different things, but you sitting up here having fornication, adultery, all and monetary funds and, 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 and having to steal from the poor and the destitute and the homeless and, and the children and the, and the adults that are the older, wittier with whittles and all these different other elements just to fund your mess. God, oh, God says, woe unto you because all of that is going to come to the head. All of that is going to come on you because of the disobedience that you have set there and you forsaken all that God has told you to do. Y'all, I'm going to say this. When you are not of God, You can tell that God and you have a different relationship. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Do you know that so many different people, whether they are of a different nationality, religion, what have you, they are honestly talking and seeking God at their lowest point because they know that if they die, they are not going to be able to see where they could be able to have peace beyond their grave. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. They will see God, but God will sit there and say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Y'all, we are, I am as the body of Christ, the true body of Christ trying to tell you as someone that is not of a believer, not of God. And the ones that are of God that are sitting up here faking the funk, you need to get out the seat. If you are not doing what God says do, get out of the seat. If you know that you are not ordained of God, get out of that seat. 
Make sure that you know that this is what God has told you to be and you stand in what God has told you to be and ordained you to be. Because if you have not been doing what God says do, if you are not a prophetess, if you are not a prophet, you are not an apostle and a bishop and all you covet all of these different type of accolades and titles. And that is not what God told you. You better get your butt out of the seat because guess what? The real ones are starting to wake up and the real ones are starting to come and they're trying to make sure that they will speak aloud and spare not. They will sit there with holy boldness and tell you to your face, this is not what God has told you to do. Now you need to get up out of the seat. I am telling you this because God is trying to tell you and forewarn you so that when you do see these people in your church, When you do see these people and they come in and they tell you to your face that this is not of God, that your ministry is not what God has told you to do. You need to get up out that seat and they do it with the love and mercy and grace upon you that you need to recognize what's going on. Don't sit there and open rebuke them. You need to be listening and getting on your hands and knees and asking God, can you please forgive me? Y'all don't, ooh, man, that's God. That's God telling you. When someone sits there and tells you, and even when I'm convicted, guess what? I need to take that and not get mad at the person for telling me, but also sitting up there and having enough love to correct me. But when you start doing that to the other person, Best be made known that if they cannot be able to take it because of their accolades and their titles and all this other mess, you need to make sure that you sit there and you dust your feet off and you forgive them and you pray for them. Because guess what? You need to make sure that they and you that you forget that no unharboring unforgiveness towards the person when you see them again. That you sit there, you don't harbor any of that mess anymore. Because once you see them again, do you understand that once you start seeing them for who they are, do you understand that you want the scales to come off of their eyes because hell is real and hell is hot and no one needs to go there. And I don't want anyone to go there. No soul needs to be there. But because of our sin, we are going there. Because of our own will and because we want to do what we want to do and not what God, we are not trying to sit here and fear monger you into sitting there and believing in God and having a relationship with God. That's not what anyone wants us to do. You have a free will. You know who God is because guess what? Your DNA, we have been made and it's been scientifically proven that we have a DNA that's connected to God, that our, our way we've been specially branded to God, not Satan, not anything demonic. We've been specially branded to God and Satan does like that. So what he does, he comes in, he makes you sin and then he goes and he accuses you of what you've been doing. And then God sits there and he advocates having his son to advocate for you because the blood should be seen when you're a Christian, when you're a believer is to be able to sit there and they see the blood that is on you. Y'all don't, man, pass. Why y'all you, I'm going off because guess what? 
Plain simply put, if you faking a funk and you ain't doing what God says do, and you doing this for monetary funds or whatever the gain that is not of God, I'm telling you, all of that is coming to a head. I'm so telling you, this is not a joke. This is not something that I'm telling you, it's going to come to a point where you will start seeing people die right in front of you. And they have been in God's house for so long and they have been manipulating people for cars, planes, all these different things going on and saying that that's what God wants me to have. You know what? God does not like for us to be poor. He loves for us to be rich. You can see that in David. You can see that in Job, the book of Job. You see that with Solomon. You see that God does. He gives us riches. Abraham, Isaac, Jake. He gives us riches, but also at the same exact time. Let me tell you something. It's how you obtain those riches is what God is so mad and upset about. You sit there and you swindle people out of what God has told them not to be able to do, but yet and still you're pressuring them in order for them to give you a blessing, to give you a seed and do all of these different things. And then you sit up here and you, you maneuver the whole entire way of the word of God. And then you sit there. And you see all these people coming, what, $1,000 and all these different things. Do you understand that if they're not a true man or woman of God, do you understand that they will sit there and manipulate the people and try to sit up here and say, and know that your child may have a demon or really does have a demon. And then sit up there and ask you for money first before they sit up there and um, deliver you from deliver the child or the parent ask them for money to deliver the child. That is disrespectful and wrong. That's not what God said. That's not what Jesus has done. When Jesus came here, he never asked for money. He sat there and he told the spirit, the demon to come out. And he, I mean, the authority that Jesus walked in, we should have the same authority, but some of us ain't even living right. So that's why a demon will sit up there and say, uh, Paul, I know (laughs) Peter, I know, but I don't know you sons of Sceva and sat there and pretty much whooped up on these, um, pretty much these, these boys, these, these young men, and they came out naked and running because they were not living the life. You need to live the life that God has told you because it's going to come a time where you need to be able to face some of the things that God has been telling you that you have to be able to have spiritual warfare, that you have to be able to understand and know that God is speaking and we need to listen. So I'm telling you, the judgment that's coming upon the church as a whole is huge. It's going to be so damning that people are, a lot of people are sitting here with church hurt and everything else, and they don't want to go back to the church. You're going to start seeing people's hearts fail and get mad and upset because they poured into certain ministries or, or certain churches to edify the pastor or the prophet or whoever that's supposed to be in charge of that church. And I'm not saying that you cannot be uh, rich and you, I'm not saying that's not what I'm saying, but it's how you acquire everything that you got and you manipulate the word of God for your benefit, for your way of thinking and not thinking about how God is sitting here and telling you, do not take from one 
I order of my word. Do not disrespect my word, nor disrespect God and what he says in his word, because this is what God has given us for the church to know what's right and wrong, to know what we've been doing. And also at the same exact time, you're misrepresenting God. That's why I said, get your butt out the church, get your butt out of the seat, get your butt out of the title so that you can sit there and realize is that you're a human being that have messed up and you need to repent. You need to immediately repent because God is coming. And when God comes for that judgment in your life, woe unto you. Woe unto you because now more than ever, how can you stand a a wrathful God? God has hands. You don't have them. If God sits there and say, you know what? Let me take your breath. Like, like he did with Sapphira and Ananias. He took the very breath. Ooh, y'all took the very breath from people. If not Penel, if he takes the breath of God from you, you have no longer been able to be in him. It is a damning thing to sit there and know that you're going to hell because you didn't do what God says do. Man, I'm, 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 uh, uh. and when I say that word, you have already committed yourself to a prison and you already said, this is where I'm going to live. Even some people will sit there and say, you know what? You need to go ahead and go, go straight there. You think that you're going to party there. You think you're going to be able to do whatever you want to do there and not get punished. They have been putting out a false narrative of what we're supposed to be thinking about hell. But let me tell you something. In this time, in this season, we are going to address it. We are going to sit there and tell you. And God didn't want anyone to go there. But Satan, he wants you to go there because he knows his time is almost up. He is almost He is almost time to know, and he knows already that Jesus Christ is soon to return to come for his true church, for the ones that have been doing what thus says the Lord. Are we perfect? No, I'm never perfect. Do I make mistakes? Yes. But at the same time, yes, we're living in grace and mercy, but I'm not taking advantage of that. I'm not going to sit here and and just do whatever I want to do and thinking that I could just sit up here. And certain people think that we as believers should be habitual sinners. Habitual means that you go and you do it constantly without any regret, any remorse. Nah, when I do something wrong, I need to sit there and say, Lord, please forgive me. Lord, let me, let me know what I'm doing. And I'm sorry that this is going on. But some of y'all, and I'm going to say some of us and me included, Cause I'm human too, that some of us think that we are getting over. We ain't getting over on nothing. Let me say that one more time. I, I know my vernacular may be different for certain people. So let me go ahead and, um, kind of, uh, clean it up and let me go ahead and, um, be clear. Uh, we are not getting away with any of the sin that we have done or we are doing or yet to be done. We are not going to get away with it at all because God is a, is a just God and he will definitely judge us and we will receive our reward. Do you understand that because we have been a sinful nation, 
God is going to judge us and he will have someone else to take over us. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Oh, pastor, you I don't want to hear this. Well, let me tell you something. Then you did not come to the right podcast. You can go somewhere else. You have that choice. But for me and my house, I need to tell you the truth. We need to sit up here and turn over where we have been sinning and we need to repent. We need to be getting on our hands and our knees and telling God, I am sorry that I've done this and I've done that. And God, I'm asking you to come back into my life. And if I'm not supposed to be a prophetess and I'm not supposed to be a a, a pastor and I'm not supposed to be this and that, not because I am ordained by God, not for a person that sat there and gave me a title. See, I used to be like that. Like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not a pastor. You're not a pastor. So you can't say certain things. And even when I became a pastor, See, that's the thing is that so many people didn't realize that I was supposed to be a pastor first, but I sat there and I, I I didn't want to obtain that. I didn't want to accept that, that God was sitting there and calling me to be a pastor. So I said, no, God, I don't want to, you know, I I declined that. But then God sat there and started giving me visions and dreams and started showing me different things. And as, as a, as a prophetess, do you understand that's deadly? That's, that's, that's so much more going on. But then at the same exact time, God comes back full circle, like the boomerang I was telling you about, and then sit there and say, you know what? You're supposed to be ordained as a pastor. The main one is the prophetess, but yet and still you're going to be ordained as a pastor. See, certain times in our lives, you need to understand, open up and know who God is. Yes, we have free will. God is not going to sit here and have us to worship him, not as a, as a robot, but in spirit and in truth. So I'm telling you all of these different factors so you can make your own decisions. So by the time that you get to see God and he judges you, then you already know why you are like this, what happened and what was the final outcome. See, you're going to have a whole lot of regrets. I don't want to, I don't want to, I have tons of regrets about my life, but the one thing I don't want to regret is making the choice to go and be with God. Amen. That I turn my life over to him. That I made my house a house of prayer. That I made my house a house of who he is. An anointed house. An appointed house. I don't want to ever, never ever get to a point that I think I'm so high and mighty. That I can't sit there and I can't go and talk to God. That I can't sit there and have a relationship with God. That I can't sit here and convict my own self when I do sin. And then I have to go back and say, I'm sorry, Lord. No, we, we don't do this on a constant basis. We make, we make bad decisions, but then we get up and we, we sit there and we apologize to God and we dust ourselves off and we don't seek to do it ever again. See, that's the difference between a habitual liar and, and one that is trying to do what's right for God. And, and one is that is trying to recover, recoup from that mess. See, that's the difference between you sitting there and making the choice to do what God says do. Man, Pastor, why you got, look, I'm telling you, it is time out for faking the funk. We know who is right and who is wrong. We know what 
is of God and what is not of God. And we need to stand on those principles. We need to stand on that anointing. We need to stand on what uh, the, the, the whole entire rules and regulations of what God has told us. Stop sitting up here and thinking that, oh, well, they, they are of God. You know what? You better test the spirit by the spirit. You better see what fruit they've been sitting up here and producing. If you know that we are all apples, but yet and still you see the other person, a a brother or sister of Christ, and they producing bananas and the bananas are coming out rotten and smelling bad and all this other stuff. And yet and still they sitting up here acting plum crazy. Is that of God? No. And I'm just saying that for an example, but I'm telling you, you need to understand, let God lead you and guide you. Let the Holy Spirit be able to lead you and guide you. Let, let God be God in your life. And I put that on my podcast because to me, and that's going to come up, it's going to come up because I kept hearing from God, the song. And I, and I was like, man, it's a good song. And it was just from, from, from heaven. You could tell it. And I I was just like singing it. I I was like, Lord, let God be God. Even though the world is, uh, is shaking and trembling and, and, and the world is sitting here and the earth is about to pass away. Let God be God. And I was like, man, and I mean, you can hear the heavenly hosts singing it. And I was like, just let God be God. And even the earth passes away and all the, all of angels in heaven shall sing, let God be God. Man, I don't care what nobody says. Sometimes God will just open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you have no room to receive. So when God gives me just a, a smidgen, I mean, just a little bit. You, you hear it and you then you know, last year and some years before you, you hear people singing, I mean, with the anointing and then the angels come down and they want to participate and you hear the ones that are of God and the gospel artists that are really doing what God says do. And then you hear like a pause from them. And then you hear the angel of the Lord singing. That's something so melody, so sweet, that's anointed and appointed. That's something that nobody else can be able to to sustain. Nobody else can be able to, to just duplicate and it's recorded. Man, I mean, to be in the heavenly host and a part of it and knowing that God was coming in and singing and, and having the angels around, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, it's something to behold. It's something to be held. It's it's just, you don't understand when we get to heaven, it ain't about time. It ain't about, I got to go here and I got to go there. I just have to be, and I have to be dwelling with him. I, I don't have to worry about anything, but to know that God is God and that his son, which is Jesus is able to cover me and the Holy spirit, which the Holy ghost, I have to stop worrying. And this is for me. What, what is to be is to be, but I have to sit here after all of this and give the people of God, the true believers of God, hope that he will come back and he will receive us, but keep your light Right. Keep your whole entire status, your whole entire statue 
of who you are in God. Don't back down. Don't dim your light for no one. Don't take down. Don't sit there and think that God does not hear you or hear what's going on. Believe him at his word. Believe him at everything that he has said. Now, I'm going to put a pause in this. And I'm telling you, I'm going to go back and we're going to dissect a little bit more of Amos third chapter and also at the same time go into the fourth chapter of Amos but I just want to sit there and I want to put a pin in this because I want to be able to tell you that people of God man and woman of God when you start seeing the exposure season going on and you're starting to see what's going on you know prayer much prayer and also fasting and also, at the same exact time, do what God says to. And then at the same exact time, knowing that this time is going to be coming up and you're going to start seeing people that are prominent, that are leaders in your ministry, in your church and around the world is going to be falling. Make sure that you do what God says do. And if God tells you to pray for them, pray for them. If they um, do, if God says do not bid them Godspeed, it's because they're starting, they have been given time and they have been given time under God's mandate and they have been given time and warnings and instructions on how to be able to repent and not do and see. That's the thing is that God is coming in and he is already judging and we need to keep giving people warnings and keep doing what God says do and judge a righteous judgment to see the fruit that they are doing and tell them what's going on in love. Yes. But also at the same exact time, when God tells you to say it in a certain way, say it and spare not. And also at the same exact time, make sure that God is doing what he says do in your life. And then at the same exact time, have your people around you. No, yes, man. No, all yeah, amen. And all this other stuff. I have people around me that is very small that will tell me truth to my face. And I will sit there and I will regard them as humbly as possible. My friend or my confidant, because guess what? They honestly know where I'm coming from and they know how I am. And they know when it is of God and when it is of myself. So have those type of people that's going to love on you and tell you the truth. And thus says, Lord, equivocally and in equal parts. Amen. Now I'm going to put a pin in that. But I'm going to say this. If you do not know God for yourself and you want to know God for yourself, go over to Romans And if you don't have a Bible and you don't have a Bible app, I really would recommend that you do get a word of God. I mean, in printed form, because a lot of things are about to shift and change. Amen. And we need to be ready and we need to hide the word in our heart that we might not sin against God. But it says in, in, uh, for the ones that are not believers in God, and they want to be able to know more about God. It's Romans. And it says in the 10th chapter, 9th verse through the 13th, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11, for the, for the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And this is the first step in knowing who God is. There are many more things that we need to dive into the word of God. We need to know the word of God. We need to get in connection with people that are of the same like-mindedness of us. Amen. We need to be able to give God his glory and his due. Even if it's house, go, I, I worship in my home with my family. And even if sometimes I have to worship by myself, we, we need to get into that frame of mind. Let God lead you and guide you into the church that you need to be. God leads you and guide you to the pastor that needs to be over your spoke, your soul that needs to guide you in and let you know, because I'm telling you, there are wolves in sheep's clothing on today. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. There are pastors that are wolves that are sitting here and having the full sheep clothing on and God is exposing them. So please be mindful and careful of who you hang out with, who speaks into you, who sits there and puts their hands on you, lays hands on you and prays for you because that spirit that they have will be able to come in to your spirit and you will sit there and not even know what's why hell is breaking loose in your house. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Man, pastor. No, I'm blunt. I'm 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 truly honestly um, no holes bar trying to be able to do what God says do. And when God speaks, I have to listen. So I'm telling you do what God says, do amen. And also the same as that time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard thus far on this podcast, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and also YouTube. And I've already started a TikTok for us so that we can be able to start getting out to the masses. This show and this podcast, if you want to leave a five-star rating, please do. And it helps us to become more reaching into the community, into our nations, into international um, places so that God can be able to come in. And he is magnified, not me, but he is magnified. And if you have any questions, comments, if you uh, have any prayer requests, um, please find me on Facebook. It is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And also, if there is witches, warlocks, demons, all of that, you know, people that are trying to be able to come up against this word of God that is of God, don't. Not, do not play with me in this season. Do not play with God's anointed in this season. And don't get to try to come in and say, I want a prayer request when you are sitting up here and serving Satan. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I'm going to be clear. I'm going to be so clear. Is that people will sit there and talk about, you know, can you pray for me? But yet and still, you don't want to come out of the mess that you've been doing. 
You don't want to do what God says, do you trying to sit up here and be hidden and think that you can say whatever and do something, what have you and come up against God's people. God suffered not a witch to live. I'm just letting you know this. I'm just letting you know that God is going to be able to have his word to go forth and he will protect his people. So I'm putting out that warning towards you. And I'm telling you, do not touch God's anointing nor do his prophet no harm. And also at the same exact time, see God, see people take, people take God to be so pity pat. No, God is full blown in his whole entire spectrum is a jealous God and he will not have no other person before him. I am not here to play with. He is not to be played with. And I am doing this on behalf of God. So I'm telling you right now in the forefront of this podcast, do not, and I repeat, do not come up with some sorcery, some deology, some witchcraft and all this other mess thinking that you're going to come up against what God has already ordained. I sit there and I cast it out and I make sure that you do not. In the mighty name of Jesus, do not uh, come against this podcast, that you do not have any type of authority over this podcast. Only God has that authority. Amen. And you shall not be able to see any prosperous because all the wicked things, all of the things that you have set there and put witchcraft or anything on this podcast, it will come back to you tenfold in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, uh, since I had to put that out there, let me tell you something also. Make sure that when you are doing what God says do, that God will be able to perform everything that he has said to do. He will not return his word to be void. And I'm telling you right now, do not come up against God in this time and this season. You do not have that many hands and you do not have that much power that God and God said that their power is not above his authority. So I'm telling you this right now in the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you, Lord, for all the things that you have done for us. We are not operating in a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind on today. And please take this, not with a grain of salt, but take this at his word. I am not here to play with you. And God is not playing with you in this season. Knowing who God is in this time and this season because of, and we will get into this also, there is nothing new underneath the sun. So we will talk about this, but until then do what God says, do. I thank you so much for all my listeners, for the ones that had just started listening to me and you just happened to hear about me. Thank you so much for the ones that's been knowing me from jump day one. Thank you for knowing, seeing me and thank you for listening to me. For the ones that have been just trying me out and didn't even know what was going on, I thank you so much for listening to me. But most importantly, know who God is on today. Know the word that is of truth. And also know that speak truth and know truth and live truth. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Speak truth, know truth, live truth. Because once you do that and you know the word of God, you know people will start flocking to you. Because they're hungry for the word of God. And we need to be the, we need to be the advocate. We need to be the ambassadors that God has for us. Amen. 
And I thank you and I praise your name for all the things that God has done for us. Amen. And once again, I'm going to say for all of us is that, God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for giving your son on today to us to be able to help us to know and navigate and having the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Ghost to dwell with us. And I'm thankful for being covered underneath the blood of Jesus. And right now we are going to be able to see in huge, huge amounts of people coming back to God. We have to be prepared and ready for you and for the return. And we need to be ready to talk to everyone that comes to us in order for them to learn what God has for us and for them. And we need to be able to live it. We need to be able to ascertain it. We need to be able to, we need to be able to gather the word of God and the information we have so we won't sin against you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, have us to repent of our sins, turn away from our wicked ways and to do what thus says the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening. And as I say, Kanon Samida, Anyong.